1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Day my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. May be seated. If you're watching online, be sure to click share. Thought it was so wonderful, the couple that walked the aisle together last Sunday, the second service, they had, they had watched a message online, and so that's how they found the church. They came and they visited, and they walked the aisle together. It was so wonderful, amen. Our series that we've been doing on Sunday mornings is four things we must confess, and we're coming to the end of that series. But in these days, our confession and our saying what the Word of God says is so important. We've learned that to live a victorious Christian life, we must know and confess who we are in Christ, where we are in Christ, what we possess in Christ, and what we can do in Christ. Our Heavenly Father wants you to have good success, and He wants you to have good success in every area of life. One of our launching verses has been Proverbs 18 and verse 21, which says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So to change our lives, our circumstances for the better, we've got to change what we are saying and what we are confessing. It is taking God at his word and taking action upon the word of God that'll change your life for the better. The fourth thing we must confess is what we can do in Christ. Say, what I can do. And it doesn't matter what anyone has told you. They could be a loved one. They could be someone close to you. It could have been someone you looked up to. Maybe they told you that you can't, but you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Too many believers have been taught what they can't have, what they can't do, who they can't be, and what's impossible. But friends, that is not the language of God. The language of God, the language of faith, the language of the Bible. It is can-do language. You can do what God says you can do. Say, I can do what God says I can do. You know, as we walk with people through this, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll tell people, I'll say, you know, as you're, you're fighting the good fight of faith, believe God. God can bless you with better. God can bless you with a better position. 
God can bless you with a, a position closer to where you live so you're not driving as far to work. God can bless you with a position that's not only better, but has better pay and better benefits. And again, we, we have to decide what we want and say what we want. And this uh, testimony we shared, I, I could tell talking to this lady that uh, she, she had her mind set and she was not going to be deterred. And she had no interest in looking for anything else, that she by faith was going to get what she wanted and desired, and that was to stay right where she was and to have her exemption. And so she fought the good fight of faith, and she received it by faith. You can do what God says you can do, and you can also do what you say you can do. The fourth thing we must confess is what we can do in Christ. And as we've learned first, we're enabled to do all things through Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 13, and he wrote these words while he was in prison, in chains for preaching the gospel. He wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, right now, you're hearing the word of God. Paul told us elsewhere, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, so you may not feel like it, but Christ is strengthening you. You may not feel like it, but you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You, you may not feel like you know what to do, or you have the wisdom to know what to do, or you have the wisdom to say what needs to be said, but he is strengthening you. Right now, Christ is strengthening you, so you can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth you. Say, he is strengthening me. Strengthening say, I'm strong, I'm strong in the Lord. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, so I have the wisdom of God. So there, there's nothing. Say, so, so there's, nothing there's nothing impossible for me. Jesus said in Mark 9 and verse 23, all things, all things are possible to him who believes. Well, you're here. You're here on a Sunday morning. You, people are doing all kinds of other things right now. And that's one of the things that has been so evil and wicked about all that has gone on in the past year and a half. One of the young people told me just this week about a friend of theirs, and he, he married someone not of like mind, not of like faith. They live in another part of the Metroplex now, and of course, where they, they went to church, shut down for a year or so, and then when they wanted to get better, get back together, then they asked, we know, do you want to come back? And, and most everybody said no. So you're here, you're here on a Sunday morning, in 2021, in the midst of all that's going on, so you believe, well, Jesus said all things. Say all things. all things. All things are possible. All things are possible to him, to the man or woman who believes. Second, we've learned that we are victorious through Christ. Say, I have the victory. Say, I have the victory. So the challenge, though, is to say you have the victory when you're still believing God for the victory. Like that lady's testimony, those months that went by every day, every week, when you're believing for the victory and confessing that the victory is yours to say you have the victory before you have it. That, that's the challenge of faith. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him 
Third, we've learned that we are overcomers through Christ. And this is what we've been dealing with the last few Sundays. We are overcomers through Christ. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say, I'm an overcomer through Christ Jesus. The Lord told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 and verse 19, they will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and I will rescue you. So that's what, that's what you've got to believe and say in your life. As you get up, as you go to work tomorrow, as you drop the kids off at school, as you do whatever you do, you've got to say and confess and believe the Lord is with you. He is for you. You're not alone. You're not on your own. He is with you. He is for you. He is working good on your behalf. We, we learned that a few Sunday mornings ago, that the Lord does not cause all things, but in all things, he is working good on your behalf. Because of all the online views and people watching, we, we've had questions that uh, we typically don't get, not from people who come to church here. We got a question this week from a lady that, again, growing up in religion, that she had been taught that God makes people sick and God causes sickness. And so I had to work her through some basic verses and how if it's stealing and killing and destroying, that's Satan. That's not the Lord. And Jesus paid the price for her to be healed. And our Heavenly Father wants her to be healed. And healing, she's a child of God, so healing is hers. It belongs to her. And these are things that we take for granted at Faith Christian Center. And so I just emailed her real simply. Just begin to say, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for healing me. I thank you that I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. And she wrote back, thank you, thank you, thank you. Things that we take for granted. So it's our confession of faith. The Bible says in 1 John 5 and verse 4, everyone born of God overcomes the world. That's every believer. That's every man, every woman, every boy, every girl who has professed faith in Christ. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Say, I'm an overcomer. John 16, 33, Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So he dealt with the reality that his followers, they would face persecution. His followers, they would face trouble. And he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. So don't be discouraged. Don't be worried. Don't, don't throw in the towel and quit and give up. Take heart. He said, I have overcome the world. He overcame, and through him, we overcome, and we have the victory. He overcame, and through him, we overcome, and we have the victory. And we ought to have peace. No matter what's going on, we ought to have peace. And if you say, Austin, I don't have peace. I'm worried. I, I'm concerned. I'm fearful. I'm, I'm anxious. You need to do what he talked about in John chapter 15. You need to abide in him and let his word abide in you. You got to turn off talk radio. You got to stop watching so much news. You got to unfollow Fox 4 News on Facebook because they are some of the most negative. There's a negative story. They'll find it and they'll share it. You got you to gotta turn all that off and abide in him and let his word abide in you so that in him you have peace. Romans 12, verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that, that's part of, as we face these things, the threats of the wicked, 
We, we look to the Lord as our help. We look to the Lord as our source. We do what we can do in the natural that is right and upstanding and good, but then we let the Lord fight the battle on our behalf. We do what the Word says. We don't overcome evil with evil. We overcome evil with good. 1 John 2, beginning in verse 13. And here John is writing to believers, to the church. He writes, I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you dear children because you have known the father. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong. You are strong. And the word of God lives in you. And you have. So say, say I, have. I have. And again, this is why we walk by faith. And this is why we line up our confession and what we're saying with the word of God. You, you may not feel like it. The situation may not look like it. But look at what the word says. You have, past tense, you have overcome the evil one. Say, I am strong. I am strong. Say, I have overcome. I told the story a few Sundays ago about how once I was, when I was in college at TCU, I was driving one of my father's cars. The license plate on that car said, overcome. Young girl, she wasn't paying attention, sideswiped me. You know, it was a mess. Took, took a long time for that vehicle to be fixed properly. When her insurance agent called, he was, he was rude. And in the midst of all that, he wanted to know what the, the license plate meant, overcome. And I said, well, right now I'm overcoming your, your customer running into this car. <laughs> I remember once my father let me drive another one of his vehicles to school, and I, you know, I don't know if it's changed, but back then they would, they would basically build new buildings where parking lots were, and they wouldn't put in new parking lots. So you'd have to fight the fight of faith just to get a parking spot. And so I went to one of my preferred parking lots, waited, Finally got an end spot, you know, did my best to park over, so leave plenty of room. You know how that goes. You come out, and there's a little door ding. I didn't even get a chance to tell my father. He came home and noticed, and he, he saw. So we're overcomers. Say, I'm an overcomer. And it doesn't matter what it is. Could be like what people are facing at work. You must do this. You, you must do that. We're overcoming. And if one door closes, God can open up another door and bless you with better. Amen. 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 I, know, I know we like to be comfortable. I know we, we like to do what we do and go where we go. I, I joked last Sunday about, you know, we like to eat where we eat, but maybe God's got better for you. Amen. Maybe God's got more for you. Amen. Maybe God's got more pay and better benefits for you. Amen. Amen. Maybe God's got a position for you where they're not telling you to do 25 new things every single week. It's okay to be open to those possibilities. Amen. Amen. So, so whatever it is, you're overcoming. Maybe you got a toddler giving you grief. You're overcoming. Maybe that toddler is 13 now with the bad attitude. You're overcoming. Amen. Amen. Parents, you're overcomers. You're, you're overcoming. Maybe young people, you're, you're in school, and you feel like you're being harassed and pressed and given a hard time because you are not conforming to what the world is doing or you're not willing to say what a professor wants you to say, you're overcoming. Say, I'm an, I'm an overcomer. So whatever it is, whoever it is, whatever the situation is, 
We are overcomers, and we are overcoming through Christ. And the right thing to say in the midst of the battle while the fight is going on and while you're believing God is to say, I am overcoming. So we are not weak or defeated. We are not struggling. No, we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Our heavenly father, when he looks at us, he sees overcomers. 1 John 2, 14 says, you have, past tense, you have overcome the evil one. So when our heavenly father looks at us, he sees an overcomer. He says, you are an overcomer. So you might as well get in an agreement with Father God and say, say, I am an overcomer. Go ahead and say it. Say, I am an overcomer. See yourself as an overcomer. Confess that you are an overcomer. Say, you are overcoming. 1 John 4 and verse 4 says, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So we have the greater one living on the inside of us. That, that's why we say all the time, we have the, the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God in every decision. And you may have to get quiet. You may have to find a quiet place. You may have to open up your Bible. You may have to pray. You may have to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and lead you and guide you and direct you. But we have the greater one living on the inside of us. We have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God in every single decision. 1 John 5, verse 3, this is love for God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So our faith is the faith that overcomes. We're overcomers. We're overcomers in Christ and through Christ. Now let's go to the last book of the Bible. Let's go to Revelation. It doesn't take much insight to realize that in these days, we're living in the last days. So what is this fourth confession? What we can do in Christ, what does this fourth confession have to do with the last days? What did Jesus say in Revelation? In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, there are seven letters to seven churches. It is Jesus speaking to the church. And after this, the Bible says that after these things, it's evident the body of Christ, the church, is in heaven. The presbyteros, the elders of the church, they're in heaven. So this is his word to the church before he comes for the bride of Christ. And I would encourage you in your devotional time to read these seven letters in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. They're very sobering. What did Jesus say to us as believers? Revelation 2 and verse 7, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, pray, praise God for believing. Praise God for being of like mind and like faith. But believing is the beginning. To him who overcomes. To him who overcomes. And if you'll read these seven letters to the seven churches, you'll see that this is said repeatedly. It's a common theme. To him who overcomes. So not to someone who quits, not to someone who throws in the towel, not to someone who's discouraged and they, they quit God or they quit church or they, they quit their family. 
and give up and throw in the towel. To him who overcomes, say, to him or her who overcomes. So we're not just to start the race. We are to finish the race. And we see in the Bible and we see in the history of the church, we're, we're to finish the race, whatever it is, whatever times we live in. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Verse 11, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. What's the second death? It is the lake of fire. Those that die today that don't know the Lord, they go to a place called hell. But there's coming a time after the great white throne judgment when the wicked are judged. The wicked will stand before Father God at the great white throne judgment. The Bible says the great and the small. Average, everyday people and some of the most famous names in history they'll stand before Father God and be judged. And the Bible tells us that then all the wicked dead who are in hell right now, they will be thrown into the lake of fire, which the Bible calls the second death. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. Revelation 2.17, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. So the, the reward, the prize, it is for finishing the race. The reward, the prize, it is for finishing the race and finishing well. When Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, he, he spoke of those that will be there. They'll be in the city of God, but only as those barely escaping the flames. That's not the goal. We should set our sights higher, amen. We should set our sights to keep our, as Revelation says, to keep our robe of salvation pure, white, unspoiled. To run the race our Heavenly Father has for us. To run it well, to finish it. That's who receives the prize, to him who overcomes. Verse 26, to him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. The Bible speaks of the fact that the saints of God, we will rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years during the millennium. That's what he's speaking of. Revelation 3, the next chapter, verse 5. He who overcomes will be like them, be dressed in white, and I will never blot out his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and his angels. The Bible speaks of books. The Bible speaks of record books, that there are record books in heaven. The Bible speaks of a book called the book of life in which the names of those who believe are written. But here, Jesus refers to the possibility of names being blotted out. I've heard my father tell the story of when he was in seminary, had a professor that would, would ask a question and he'd call on the students and when a student didn't know or didn't have the right answer, Professor wouldn't say anything. He would just slowly get out his pen and look down and slowly make a notation. You know, I don't want my name blotted out. I don't want a line drawn through my name. I want to do what God has called me to do. I want to do it well. I want to serve him well. I want to finish it, his race 
well. I want to overcome. He who overcomes will be like them, dressed in white. I will never blot out his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my Father and his angels. Revelation 3 and verse 12, him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven for my God. And I will also write on him my new name. Verse 21, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I came and sat down with my father on his throne. You know, there was a time when James and John, the disciples had been arguing about who would be greatest. And James and John, they, they unwisely asked if they could sit at his right and at his left. And I say unwisely because of what Jesus says to those who overcome. I will give the right to sit on my throne just as I came and sat down with my father on his throne. Jesus said to James and John, you don't know what you're asking for. Can you drink of the cup that I drink? And they said, yes. And they faced that and they faced and endured his cup in their own lives. But notice what he says to those who overcome, to the believers who overcome. I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I came and sat down with my father on his throne. That's you and me. That's every believer who overcomes. Revelation 21 and verse 7, at the end, he who overcomes will inherit all this. What? The city of God, the reward, the prize. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Praise God. That is who we are. We are the sons and daughters of Almighty God. That's who we are. We are overcomers. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say it again. Say, I'm an overcomer. Go back a few chapters. Revelation chapter 12. Speaking of the saints, paid the ultimate price with their lives. Revelation 12 and verse 11. They overcame him. Who? Satan. The enemy. Lucifer, the deceiver of men. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So what we say does matter. What we speak does matter. And, and this is why the, the days that we're living in are so important. You've heard my father say that in the, the last few years, there has been this great pressure exerted in our society and culture to get people to believe lies and to speak lies. And this is significant because the Bible tells us that we as the saints of God, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the, the word of our testimony. But what is our testimony? What the government says? What is our testimony? What Dr. Fauci says? What is our testimony? What, what, what the media says this week? Or is our testimony what Jesus Christ says? He says at the end of Revelation, I am coming quickly. And we are to say in response, Lord, come quickly. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's how we overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb 
and by the word of our testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. That's why what you say is so important. What do you say is going to happen? What do you say is the result going to be? What are you saying about your life and your family and your children and your loved ones? What are you saying about the challenge or the difficulty, whatever it is? How do we overcome? How do we get the victory? How do we finish well? They overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's how we overcome. That's how we have the victory. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So in these days, in 2021, what is our testimony? Is our testimony what the word of God says? Is our testimony what Jesus Christ says? Or is our testimony all those other things? I was horrified just in the last few weeks when an older minister told, told me that he had invited a younger minister my age to come to their men's conference. He lives in another state, but he said this young minister my age said he can't come because, you know, he's concerned about the news and he's concerned about, about the number of cases. That is the testimony of man. The book of Hebrews says, Jesus is the high priest of our profession. He is the high priest of our homologia. He is the high priest of our saying what he says. God cannot back us up if we say what man says. God cannot back us up if we say what the government says or what a bureaucrat says or what a politician says or what somebody on the news says. He can only back us up if we have the guts to say what he says and to say what his word says. And that's how we overcome whatever it is, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And our testimony, our testimony ought to be God. Our testimony ought to be the word of God. Our testimony ought to be Jesus Christ. Our testimony ought to be Jesus and what he did and what he has done and what he is doing in our lives. And if that is your testimony, God will back it up. He will bless you. He will increase you. He will favor you. He will give you the victory. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So in your life, you've got to begin saying what the Word of God says. In a culture, when everybody is saying what the world says, you've got to be different, and you've got to say what the Word of God says. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817 561 3400. 
or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.